Well, what goes up must come down. The Canucks have been going up and up <clears throat> and up and up and up, and eventually they couldn't win them all. This is a game that honestly they should not have won. Uh, they stole a point and we'll be happy about that, but we'll break this game down as we always do. Uh, we'll take your thoughts, your opinions, all of that stuff, of course. All right, Canucks, Kings, the final game of 2021. And I'll be dropping a little year in review video tomorrow. Uh, I had to wait for this one to end so I knew what to uh, what to put at the end of the script there. Uh, we have Halak in net for the Canucks, which we talked about a lot last night, uh, not knowing if he would get the start or if Demko would get the start. They went with Halak, um, and he did excellent. Jaroslav Halak had an excellent game, although Demko, I think, is better at shootouts. But hey, Halak played really, really well. Uh, Matthew Highmore coming off IR, a big plus for the Canucks tonight, getting his first start in two months for the Vancouver Canucks. Kyle Burrows came in for Brad Hunt, who had a terrible game last night. Let Okay, big in-depth review of the first period. Absolutely nothing happened. The second whistle of the period didn't come until an icing 13 and a half minutes in. Nothing happened for the first 13 and a half minutes. Nothing happened for the last six and a half minutes. It was an extremely boring period. Shots were seven to five. I lit, That's all of my notes for the first period. Uh, second period, a couple of chances each way. The Kings put one off the bar. Highmore missed a wide open net. Uh, but then the Kings ramped it up, just putting on pressure constantly on the Canucks. Uh, and the, the big mishap here was Luke Shen. Uh, got a pass from Quinn Hughes, and he just sort of fumbled it uh, in the corner. Uh, that corner had been causing trouble all night. We saw Doughty get his stick caught in there. Someone else got their stick caught in there. That whole corner of the ice just seemed cursed. Luke Shen loses it. Uh, couldn't clear it. Uh, point shot gets tipped in by Brendan Lemieux, uh, the bite man himself. Uh, and it, it sort of felt like the Kings had lulled the Canucks into this false sense of, oh, this is going to be a nice, easy, you know, relaxing game in the first period. No one's trying all that hard. Then they came out blazing in the er, in the second um, they almost score another one. Kempe danced through the entire team. Halak got the right pad down. Um, basically the entire second period, LA was in the Canucks zone. Shots were 17 to three. This was probably, I probably the worst period the Canucks played this season, which is, uh, which is pretty rough to say they were faster than they were. Uh, like even when they played this bad, they, they were skating faster a little bit than they had been in the Travis green games. Uh, but they just played bad. Um, definitely the worst period under Bruce Boudreaux, uh, definitely rivaling that first period against Columbus a few weeks back, uh, when they allowed three goals this time, they only allow one and that is so lucky. And that's all thanks to Halak having an excellent period there. We go to the third period, uh, Canucks get caught in a dumb change. Lemieux gets a penalty shot after Myers gives him a bit of a hook, uh, terrible penalty shot, by the way, tries to go five hole. Halak had the paddle down the whole way. It was kind of funny, but the Canucks needing a goal late and they get a lucky power play a delay of game and this is pretty funny because they tried to clear the puck out and it was going into the benches but if it goes into the bench it has to also clear the glass behind the bench it has to go over glass at some point but at at this arena the staples center aka the crypto arena uh the middle there's a partition between the two benches that there's glass in between and there's sort of like a little u cut out and it fell in there so it counted as a penalty uh and the canucks score JT Miller gets the pa uh, gets the puck sort of on the far side as he's falling down he makes a perfect Bobby Orr pass right onto the tape of Bo Horvat uh, who just sort of taps it in and ties the game at one a much more even period shots were nine to six LA uh, and we get some overtime for the second time in a row I think is this the fifth game under Boudreaux that went to overtime or maybe the fourth they've had three shootouts and I feel like they've had two games that finished in overtime because they had the last one 
And I thought they had another one too. Either way, lots of lots of tight games that we've had lately. Um, in overtime, uh, Kempe almost scored again, but uh, Halak made a good save. Um, LA basically had possession for the first two minutes. Bo Horvat had a breakaway. He got stopped. If only he had done what he did in the shootout on that breakaway, the Canucks would have won. Uh, Connor Garland had a good chance. Pedersen's rebound sort of hit his skate weird and he kind of fumbled it. Uh, just on un- un- unfortunate bounce. It's tough to get it from your skate to your stick that quickly. Uh, and then I want to talk about this for a second. LA got called for a penalty with literally half a second left as the buzzer went. Like there wasn't a whistle. Like there, the, bu- the buzzer went right after a penalty. I hate this. I hate that you don't get punished for penalties really in overtime. Because if you take a penalty with a minute left in overtime, like if there's going to be a sure goal, then yeah, take the penalty. So 30 seconds left. Yeah, take the penalty. It's only a 30 second power play for the other team. Five seconds left if the team's going to score. Yeah, t- haul them down. Who cares? It's a five second power play. What are they going to do? Uh, no time on the clock. What are they going to do? Um, you know, there's a couple ways to combat this. If you want to do the, the whole extend overtime until there's no no penalties anymore. Um, someone in my Twitter mentions mentioned, just make it a penalty shot. If there's a penalty in overtime, uh, I just, I just, Hey, I, I mention this every time and it goes both ways. I, I just think it's so silly that there's no real punishment for late overtime penalties. Uh, you don't lose a man in the shootout. There's, there's nothing, there's no downside really. Uh, it's a really weird, uh, it's a really weird, uh, situation. Anyways, we go to a shootout. I've got it all here. Uh, Kempe scores in the first round. Uh, the next goal is Bo Horvat. Uh, he has to score at the end of the third round. Comes in slow. Gets quick to do a little poke check and then shelves it over him. Uh, and then no one else for the Canucks scores. Arvidsson scores in the fifth round. Just rips it home far post. A nice goal. Pearson had to score. You knew Pearson wasn't scoring uh, in the shootout. I mean, like, come on. Uh, <laughs> had an opening high. Couldn't find it. Uh, and that's the game. And honestly, not a lot happened in this game. It was kind of a boring game to end the year. Uh, Friday night, or I guess it's Thursday night. You'd like a little more excitement. But hey, the Canucks do have a game on sa- on Saturday night uh, to start off the new year in Seattle. And hopefully they can get a win there. All right. Pluses, minuses, which are my thoughts on the game. Um, big plus of the game, Yaroslav Halak. Halak has not played a lot of games. This is what, his ninth game of the season? Uh, and he has had it pretty rough because he just hasn't gotten the opportunity to play that much. And I was sort of with the mindset going into this one, like, yeah, just ride Demko again. Cause he's rested. Uh, he, you know, they didn't play for two weeks. He only faced 23 shots last night, but then you have the argument of, well, when is Halak going to get to play? Uh, because he's just going to get rustier and rustier. Uh, so they got him in and, uh, he didn't disappoint. He was excellent. He looked, he always looks a little scary in the first period. He's a lot less soothing than Demko. Demko's very like solid and very like calculated in his movements and he doesn't move more than he needs to. Halak is a much more movement based goaltender. He's always, there's always something going on and it's a little scary, but Hey, he did an excellent job tonight. How many shots did he face? He faced 35 shots, stopped 34 of them. And then three of five in the shootout, Uh pretty successful night for Yaroslav Halak. Also quick was named first star. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Whoever is picking the stars in this game to give Jonathan Quick, who stopped 17 of 18 (laughs) instead of Yaroslav Halak, who stopped 34 of 35 and then let in one more shootout goal. That's crazy. I hate that. Um, uh, That's that's just that's homerism. Um, I I don't like it. Uh, (laughs) That's all I have to say there. Um, Another plus uh, JT Miller just always finds ways to produce. He has these, these lapses where he makes these terrible passes that don't work. And you're like, Oh, JT, what are you doing? And then he goes out and makes unreal passes like that one. And uh, all you can do is sort of laugh. 
Um, and that's sort of what he did. He was like, I, I don't know how that worked. Uh, but hey, JT Miller, good on you. Another point for him gets him up to, I think, 34 points uh, in 33 games, 35 points in 33, something like that. He's over point a game still, still top 10 in the NHL, which is excellent. Uh, they bounced back from that awful second period, uh, and that has been a big uh, thing for the Canucks. And we saw it mainly in that Columbus game where they had that terrible first period. And we saw, okay, can they fight back from this, or are they just going to let this game get away from them? This one was only a one-goal game, so it was a little easier for them to fight back maybe. But after that atrocious second period, they needed something to to grab onto. It's not like they played excellent in the third period. They just played better enough to not uh, throw that game away. Um the big third period goal, obviously. Um, and, and one thing I want to note is the fact that they do keep doing these comebacks, like like that game uh, last night where they were down a goal in the third period, they forced overtime. Tonight, they're down a goal in the third period, they force overtime, right? It's just as easy for them to have lost both of these games and have three fewer points in the standings. Um, but hey, they, you know, even though they lost, they got a point tonight. They don't really fall in the standings. Calgary won, I think, right? Calgary pulled that win off. Yeah, Calgary won 6-4, which is unfortunate. But again, I don't think Calgary is the team you're catching. I think it's probably Anaheim, if anybody. Uh, so uh, at least they got a point. They get a little bit closer to Anaheim, uh, ideally. Uh, and they're at 500 in the year. And I think that's fine. 33 points in 33 games. I think that is, uh, that's a really good place to be. If you had told me... On December 4th, after the Canucks and Penguins, after the Penguins, after the jersey was on the ice and the team was 8-15-2, if you had told me this team would be at 500 at the start of 2022, I would have said you're lying. And I, I would have put any money on that not happening. Uh, minuses. Obvious first one, Boudreaux didn't get the record for most wins to start a tenure. Uh, the record was eight straight wins. Uh, or the record was seven. I guess he tied the record, so technically he kind of has it, but he didn't set it solo, um, which no NHL coach has ever done. So I guess we can't complain too much about that. Um, Shorty was so upset. He had the call. He was like number eight for eight straight when Connor Garland had the chance to win it in the fourth round. Didn't happen. Unfortunately, it would have been perfection uh, in that case, but it didn't uh, get to go. Um, other minuses. The first period was a snoozer. Uh, it literally took... So the puck dropped at around 7.38, like it does almost every game, like eight minutes after the official time or whatever. Uh, the first period ended at like 8.05. <laughs> like it was like 28 minutes. That included the, the three commercial breaks, basically. And that was it. Like no other whistles. Um, it, it was great. Late night start. You want it to go quickly. Of course, then there's overtime and a shootout, so it kind of negates it. But uh, first period was rough. The second period obviously was way worse for the Canucks because they just played bad and LA played a lot better. Um, Tanner Pearson, I didn't think had a great game, uh, not just the shootout. Um, but I, there was just so many failed breakouts for Pearson. There was one shift in the first period where he skated out of the zone, tried to do it himself, lost the puck 10 seconds later, he gets the puck again and just doesn't get it over the blue line and turns it over again. I'm getting frustrated. And I, I, I just, I, I, I said yesterday, I've never said a negative thing about Tanner Pearson, obviously sarcastically, cause he scored that goal to tie it. Uh, but man, he needs, he just needs to play a little better. Frustrates me. Um, Elias Patterson didn't have a great game. He looks frustrated. Uh, but again, you know, hope he's looked a little better lately. Just needs to get it back. We're not panicking. I just need a little more from Elias Patterson. And my biggest minus of this game, Alex Chason. It's Alex Chason. He's so slow. <laughs> he's so slow in the third period. 
the, what really drove it home is the Kings sort of turned it over in the Canucks zone and he had the puck basically at the top of the faceoff circle and he had so much open space in front of him and he just slowly skates up to center ice, looks around, I don't know where I am and then he gets caught from behind and turns over the puck. Like skate to center and dump it in or try to go on a rush or do something. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm getting done with the Alex Chase on experiment. Uh, I really, really am. Okay. Let's get to your thoughts, your opinions, uh, and all that good jazz. Um, let's, I got to pull up, I guess, the comments on my little comment selector machine. Uh, show that. Come on. Show me the comments. Uh, if I click a comment, will it work? It will. Um, okay. Let's go through your, your comments, your takes. Uh, we might wrap up a little bit earlier today because uh, not a lot happened in this game, uh, to be honest. Uh, Manuel's saying, why can't we have nice things? They just won seven games in a row, and they just they and they and got a point tonight. Uh, I, I would say we're having some pretty nice things uh, right now. Uh, Mark is saying, why not use Hughes, Hoaglander, Bod Golson, Ekman Larson even for a shootout? Why Pearson? That's an excellent question. Next, uh, <laughs> Jaskaran, why would you choose Pearson? Excellent question. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Debut Hunter saying, Chase on really shouldn't be here. Um, surely we can find someone else to take that higher wing spot. I'd rather high more up there. Yeah. How many minutes did Chase on play tonight? 14, 16. So he played more than Hoaglander. He played more than Mott. He played more than Lamico, more than Pod Coles, and more than Highmore. He played more than Connor Garland tonight. Why is Alex Chason playing 35 seconds more than Connor Garland? That blows me away. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me not to give the benefit of the doubt to the coaching staff right now. They're on a hell of a run. Bruce Buter's doing great. But, I mean, things like this. If this is what we're complaining about, that's a pretty good thing to be complaining about, considering they're winning games and, and getting points. But, man... I, uh, I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I, I guess cause he's playing, uh, he's slotting in for Besser, but like slot someone else in at that point. He's just not, he's just not helping the team in my opinion. Uh, alter H saying sad Bruce didn't break the record, but happy the Canucks got three to four points on a back to back. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's one of those games where, you know, the Canucks will usually lose this game right? That's, that's just the way it is a back to back. If you're backup goalie in net, uh, you're against a team that's well rested in the Kings. It's sort of a, it's a, it's going to usually be a loss and they did lose, but they got a point out of it, which is a great place to be. I mean, you look at the games they have coming up, right? They have the Kraken on Saturday. That should be a win, right? If we're just going by skill only, uh, the Islanders on Wednesday, the Islanders aren't playing great. If that game happens, I know there's some stuff up in the air with, with, Canadian teams right now and then they have the Senators uh, so they have three very winnable games coming up and then they've got this gauntlet of Florida Tampa Carolina Washington Nashville Florida right like they, they start running the gauntlet here in January it's a very tough month for them after the beginning of it so you want them to rack up a few wins when they can and then hopefully steal as many points as possible in those coming weeks um Scout saying, honestly, we don't deserve to win. Uh, even we had a shot at it. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I can't complain too much uh, about the result. At least they, they didn't play. They weren't the better team tonight. They didn't play well. I mean, let's look at natural stat trick. My, where I always like to see some of the analytics side Corsi, which is shot attempts 74 to 39 in favor of, of LA. 
So that's, what, 35 more shot attempts, almost double in favor of LA. The second period was 36 to 6. <laughs> that's basically all the discrepancy. Uh, expected goals. LA was expected to score four goals in this game across first period through overtime. They scored one. So that's that's great from Halak. The Canucks were expected to score 1.57. Which is so that's that's a difference of two and a half. That's a two and a half goal swing, uh, and the Canucks got a point out of it. So, Yaroslav Halak absolutely stole uh, stole a point tonight. Which I mean, you love that from a backup goalie. Do do do. Um, I think I'm saying Halak was great, but I have very little confidence in him. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I also don't have a lot of confidence in him. It grew a bit tonight, um, and. Honestly, he's played excellent since the first period of that Columbus game. He had an awful first period, and he's been lights out ever since. Uh, Mango saying, at least now I don't have to worry about a win streak. Were you worrying? <laughs> I was enjoying the win streak. I liked I liked going, you know, when I always type Canucks into Google to, to get the schedule pulled up. I liked seeing that little W7 next to uh, in the Canucks column. But hey, I do still see the 8-1-1 one, one in the last 10, uh, and that is pretty nice and i guess it's nine one and one their last 11 uh that's pretty sick um steve saying we played one full period the rest of the game the canucks were public skating yeah i mean i don't know did they even play one full period i think that might be a little generous they they barely played the first period neither team did they didn't play the second period and they they i mean they only got six shots in the third it wasn't like they came out firing they just played a little bit better defensively um, I guess maybe if you add overtime in, sure, maybe 20 minutes, uh, but but that might be a stretch. Uh, Jaskaran saying, did Seattle have to lose? We needed them to win. Again, hey, we're only we're only 30-something games in. The Flames are going get to get some wins here and there. Um, again, I don't think the Flames are the team that the Canucks are catching. They have played the fewest games in the division by quite a bit. Uh, basically, four less, three or four less games than everyone else. Um, and, and they're pretty comfortably in third. Uh, and they have the highest goal differential in the Western Conference. Actually, in they're third in the league in goal differential. Like they are, they are doing really well. Uh, so I don't think the Flames are the team that the that the Canucks are going to catch, if anyone. Armea is saying my Oilers are struggling bad right now. There's no way we make the playoffs. I like to hear that. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is what we want to hear. <laughs> Fall out of the playoffs, Edmonton. Uh, that would be great. Uh, I mean, look, the Canucks are three points back of the Oilers. The Oilers have three games in hand. Let's say they win two of those. Okay, they're seven points back. That's not that bad. That's a pretty good place to be, uh, considering where they were um, not too long ago. Um, Agam saying, couldn't win forever. Let's start another streak in 2022. Fully agree. Yeah, look, you're, we. I was getting a little greedy. I was like, man, eight would be good. Man, nine would be good. But I knew you knew the loss was going to come eventually, right? The fact that they they got it now, they have a, they have a day off. They go into Seattle, and if they get a win there, you know they're thinking about it, right? You know they're like, all right, let's do it again. Let's go on another little run here, right? Let's let's get a few wins together. And looking at the schedule, a three game win streak is definitely on the table. And if they do get a three game win streak, let's say they beat Seattle, they beat the Islanders, they beat Ottawa. Again, I'm not assuming. It's it's kind of tough to say they're going to win three in a row. That's a that's a that's a big ask. But if the Canucks do go out and win those three games. And then they go into Florida, a tough opponent, right? Florida is second in the Atlantic. They destroyed Tampa Bay nine to three today. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Nine to three. Uh, they demolished them. That's a strong opponent. But if they're on that hot win streak, a three game win streak, and they've won 10 of their last 11, 
Um, that's a lot of confidence to go in with. And, you know, might help you uh, get a win there. And, I mean, then you win that. Then you go to Tampa Bay. You have this confidence. And you're rolling and you're rolling. And that's uh, that's what runs are built on. So, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, let's, you know, let's beat the Kraken on Saturday. But uh, definitely some potential uh, to go on a bit of a run once again. Um, uh, overheated igloo saying we can't freak out over one game. We lost in a shootout. Yeah, of course it's, uh, for, for the winning streak to end on an, on a shootout loss, they still get a point, right? They, they don't fall. They don't fall down the standings. They're still at 500. They still have, I mean, there's what there's 50, there's 49 games left. They got a long ways to go. Uh, they're still eight, one and one, their last 10. Uh, they're inching their way forward. Uh, things are things are definitely on the up and up. Uh, the other saying the Kings deserve the win. They outplayed the Canucks. Uh, you're saying two game losing streak followed by three wins. Interesting. So you're saying they lose to the Kraken and then they beat the Islanders, Sens, and Panthers. I'd be fine with that. I'd like to win all all of those games though. Um, BL tubes get good to get a point, but the Canucks really need to win the next three before that East coast swing. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I'm really looking at. Um, it, it's about six or seven really hard games in a row. Uh, and then they have more later on, uh, March isn't a, a super easy month. February. I mean, February has the postponed games. So that might be a little, a couple of easier games in there, but yeah, they, they need to rack up points while they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, Scout saying there's a rumor the Canucks could postpone the next two games because of attendance. I really hope it's not the case. It would absolutely ruin the chemistry. I'm not worried about ruining the chemistry. They just had a week and a, they had almost two weeks off, right? A week and a half off. I I don't think another you know week off would ruin the chemistry. Uh, it would be kind of frustrating though. Um, I definitely have seen those rumors as well. The thoughts are if there's going to be no fans in attendance that they just want to push the games. My issue with that argument is, uh, are things really going to be different in February during the Olympic break, like a month and a half from now? Are we going to be back to like 150 cases a day? I highly doubt it. So are things going to like, is there really a point? Just, just get it done, play the games, but we'll see. We will see. I hope we have hockey to talk about because, uh, I don't, I, I, there's nothing else for me to talk about (laughs) if there's no games. Um, <laughs> uh, Kai saying, I know Bruce doesn't really want to break up the lines, but chase on shouldn't be on a line with Miller. He makes the entire line less dynamic and a lot slower. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a hundred percent true. And the, the thought behind it is, well, if you have one player out in this case, Brock Besser, then you only have to mess up the chemistry of one line, right? You just slot someone in there. The other three lines are unaffected. The problem is then you end up with Miller Pearson and chase on Miller Pearson and Besser is enough to make something happen. Pearson can pass decently well. Miller and Besser are both super dynamic. But once you put Be- uh, Miller out there with Chase on and Pearson, you know, have two pretty slow line mates that don't drive play, right? They're both sort of supporting cast, and that's sort of a stretch even for Chase on. Um, Pearson's, a, Pearson's a very good supporting player, but he's not, he can't drive play like JT Miller can. And Brock Besser has some playmaking ability. Um, so yeah, it, it does kind of, you know, take JT Miller out of the game in, in some sense. Yeah. He got, he got a great assist tonight, but that was on the power play, right? He was out there with, with the big guns with Horvat and, and Pedersen and, and Hughes, um, and chase on, uh, <laughs> I guess still. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I fully agree. 
Um, do do do. Uh, Jovan saying thoughts on Pedersen on the few games. Um, not great tonight. I thought he's been okay recently though. He's definitely been getting better, just not tonight. Um, but hey, uh, I don't know if that's the difference maker. Uh, I mean, he missed the net on a great scoring chance, but again, that happens. Um, meh. I'm not too too worried still. Uh, Terry was at Honda Center yesterday in Staples Center night. I did that trip um, two years ago. And yeah, it is a lot of fun. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, it's not the Staples Center anymore, by the way. It's the coolcrypto.com arena. Cool. I don't know. That's so dumb. <laughs> I hate it when stadium names change. Uh, Rare is saying, I'm pretty happy with the win streak. Uh, just the fact that we walked away with an OT loss is great for a big back-to-back -back road trip. Fully agree. Third of four points is great. Um, on back-to-backs. Uh, Jasker saying, Highmore was really good this game. Yeah, you could tell Highmore had energy. Uh, he was moving. He wanted, he was glad to be back. Uh, he, his feet were moving the whole game. Uh, I really liked Highmore. Um, as I continue to, um, I think the Canucks did pretty okay in that gut at trade at the end of the day. ALM Music saying, Halak was awesome. Fully agree. Um, Nicole saying, Horvat rocked it. Horvat's been so consistently good. Um, especially under Boudreaux. He has been so, so consistently good. I have, uh, I've really liked what we've seen from Horvat lately. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of very similar sentiment going on here. Uh, Agam saying, can we talk about how clutch Bo is? Uh, you know, the last second one from London from, you know, 2013. Uh, countless third period goals. Yeah, he has been uh, so good. Um, doo -doo -doo. Uh, Mango throwing some shade at the Kraken, saying they're paying Grubauer six mil a season for an eight hundred save percentage. Yeah, goalies are voodoo. Uh, it's it's I, you can't trust goalies in this league at all. They they fall apart, and it's it's crazy. Uh, Antonio saying why is Kopitar so good? He is so good. Uh, he just drives play. He he almost had one late in the third. There he is. Uh, he's always dangerous. Um, even I think he's like is he like thirty seven now? How old is he? He's 34. He feels so much older. I guess he's not that old. He's he's crushing it though. Um <laughs> Travis Green saying Chase needs to get off this team and remove the Chase from his name. <laughs> Just Alex on. <laughs> Honestly, Alex off. Off the ice at this point. Uh Erwin saying, Are we still winning the week? Well, let's see. What day is it? I, I have I didn't work this week, so I my days are all messed up. Uh, they are 1-0-1 this week. So we'll see Saturday will be the decider on whether they win the week or not. Uh, right now they are above 500, so I say they are winning the week, um, I guess. Uh, Jazz Crown, I was only upset because we gave a point to a divisional team. Yeah, again, the Kings are... If, if the Canucks were to make the playoffs, the Kings aren't going to be the team in their way. Um, you know, I, I, I really see the Kings as being, you know, around that 5-6 spot. Um the Canucks, you know, it's going to be one of the Ducks, Flames, or Oilers, really, that the Canucks are going to have to get a, uh, get ahead of. And I, I imagine the Kings will stay below those. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, but we'll see. Hmm. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, Kai saying, could you see a guy like Lockwood or Rathbone getting called up soon? Or would you let them play 20 plus minutes in Abbotsford? Uh, I feel like both players could bring some speed and energy and would thrive under Bruce. I could see Rathbone for sure. I think, I think I, I have not liked Brad Hunt. 
what we've seen from him. Um, Kyle Burrows was okay tonight, but he wasn't really noticeable. Uh, but he didn't really make a lot of his mistakes. He only played 11 minutes, though. That's my issue, right? If you're only able to play a guy 11 minutes, then maybe he shouldn't be in your lineup, right? Because that means you have to play Ekman Larson, Hughes, and Myers all 26 minutes plus, basically. Um, which is just, it's just too much ice time. It's just too much, um, in my opinion. So yeah, I'd like to see Rathbone. Sure. It would be fun. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just skipping the, the smaller ones. Um, cause I do want to wrap up fairly soon. Sorry if I missed your question. Oh, there's a lot of people in here. <laughs> Um, Jazz Grant saying the Canucks need to get something out of the East Coast swing. It can prove we can survive in the playoffs. I'm not worried about surviving in the playoffs yet. You got to get there to worry about surviving. Um, if the Canucks flame out in the first round, I'll be disappointed, but it'll be a lot better than the alternative of not making it, uh, in my opinion. So, um, they do need to, you know, if they are going to have a shot though, they're going to need some points, right? You know, that stretch, the Panthers, the lightning, the hurricanes, the capitals, you know, if you can get, you know, four points from those, which isn't great, but you win two, if you go two and two, that would be great. Uh, and again, that's way down the line. We'll talk about that a lot more in about a week. Um, Demetrius saying, how is Pedersen the faceoff circle tonight? Better than the 7% of last night, 60% for Elias Pedersen in the faceoff circle led the team. Uh, I don't know how many he took. They don't actually tell you on NHL.com. They just tell you the percentage. Uh, he could have, he could have been like three for five for all I know. Um, but he was above 50. Um, Travis Green saying simple fix and chase onto Abbotsford and get Bailey in. Isn't Bailey injured? Am I crazy? Hey, maybe he's not. Is he? Justin Bailey. Justin Bailey. I know he was, I thought he got hurt. Maybe, no, they wait. Yeah, no, he's, uh, I guess he's not hurt. I'm crazy. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Justin Bailey's fun. He's not great, but he's fun. Um, doo -doo -doo. Uh, Agam saying Quinn Hughes is so underrated. Can't even imagine how down bad he'd be without him. Yeah, Quinn Hughes has been, he's so good. I, he could have scored. Uh, was that the overtime that he made that little move in? Uh, or was it the second period? I don't know. There was, there was one play. Maybe it was the third. I don't remember. Uh, but Quinn Hughes had a really good chance, and he just uh, he sort of lost the handle on it. It rolled off, it rolled off his stick, uh, which is unfortunate. GL Rebirth. Hockey News has Pullman as the worst contract from the offseason. Do they really? Um, I didn't like the contract from the get-go, and I don't like him that much right now. Um, so I guess I, I'm not too surprised by that i mean you look at his stat line compared to luke shen and he's just so low event right 16 and a half or almost 17 minutes of ice time the only thing on his score line is two blocks you look at luke shen he was a minus one he had four pims he had a shot he had five hits three blocks two giveaways luke shen is bringing action uh tiger pullman doesn't do all that much um although he did have that two minute 46 second shift tonight or whatever that was so good for him great job uh, Kodiak gem. Do you think Highmore and Mott just stay the wingers on our fourth line? They hound people. and finally see them, uh, finally happy to see them both play together. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think Highmore and Mott both have spots on this team. Um, you know, guys like Dowling, they're ahead of, uh, I, I'm really glad Highmore's back. Uh, he brings a lot, uh, as a fourth liner, uh, three hits tonight too. led all forwards tied with Paul Colson. Um, good on him. Um, do, do, do. 
Uh, D train saying, I'm pretty sure they practice shoots and pick them before they play. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, they, they definitely do shootouts in practice and whoever's doing the best in practice, they put out there. So clearly Pearson's been doing at least okay. Or everyone else has been doing terrible. Uh, again, part of it for me is just, it's just, I don't have much confidence in Tanner Pearson, uh, to go score there, to be honest. Uh, um, let's see here. I think we are going to wrap up, uh, for the night. Uh, if you guys haven't already hit subscribe, hit like, do all that good stuff. Let's get those likes up. And, uh, I'll be back Saturday night, Canucks and Kraken hockey night in Canada, a fun one, uh, for sure. So, um, I don't know what else I'm really going to say. I don't have many other words. Terry, Kurt, our backstage members, thank you very much. Uh, and to all of our other VIPs, if you want to join the VIPs, there's a little join button down there. You guys know the drill at this point. There's a bunch of links in the description. You can click them if you missed any part of this show. You can rewind back to the beginning. You can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform in the morning. You guys know the deal. Um, I'm going to go to sleep, and I will talk to you guys uh, next time.